Hey friends, thanks for tuning in to the Church Planner Podcast. Before we started today, wanted to tell you about a really special opportunity. Our friends at the Micro Church Conference put on by Brave Future, um, happening April 18th through the 20th in Kansas City. This is for all of you who are wondering what is a new kind of paradigm for missional church planting and church multiplication through smaller expressions of church, what they call rediscovering the smaller way. It's happening April 18th through the 20th. Kansas City is being hosted by Kansas City Underground. It's going to be a great weekend. And they've given us four free registrations to give away. Normally the price is $90, but we will get you into the conference for free. We have four of those. What you can do to enter is go on our Instagram at Church Planter Podcast. And there you'll find um, a, a DM button. Click that DM button. Send us a DM with your email on it and your name and where you serve. So email, name, where you serve, and you'll be entered to win one of four micro church conference registrations. You just get yourself to Kansas City and uh, you can be there and learn a ton from our friends at Brave Futures. Hope you enjoy the show today. The illustrious Jabba bids you welcome. <laughs> I'm going to regret this. I'm Pete Mitchell. He's Peyton Jones. And this is the Church Planner Podcast, brought to you by Church Planner Magazine. Hey, Church Planner, welcome to the Church Planner Podcast. Hey, have you checked out Logos Bible Software? If not, you need to get your butt over there and check them out at logos.com. You will be able to access entire sermon libraries, resource libraries. I mean, we're talking stuff like Charles Spurgeon, uh, John Piper. I mean, the list is endless. Actually, it's not endless, but there's a lot of it. And go check it out, Logos Bible Software at Logos.com. And uh, tell them Pete and Peyton sing. Mamma mia, that's a spicy meatball. Hey, church planner. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> for a uh, limited time only. For <laughs> Catch. You Peyton know, Jones this and is Pete Mitchell. Be the, uh, this is going to be the Christmas episode, and my guess is, it? is it's it's the lap, last episode of the year. You know, there's a funny thing about our podcast. We attract leaf blowers. I am at the mother-in-law's house. <coughs> Excuse me. I cough in your digital face. Um, we, we I'm at the mother-in-law's, and so my kids are running around nuts at grandma's, all hyped up on sugar and Christmas cookies. And then uh, I go outside, and it's like, Doing this podcast is like a mating call for leaf blowers. They hear "caca, caca," and they come running. Okay. I can you hear him in the background? No, not at all. Your leaf blower used to come every time. Then mine started. Yeah, yeah, my uh, my gardener. Yeah. So now I'm in Huntington Beach, different city. I'm over here doing my thing, and because of the podcast. You know, my guy doesn't come on Fridays anymore, but I'm here in Huntington. You know, always never fails. Yeah. 
So uh, what's the uh, what? Oh, I was going to say what's the game plan? What, what's happened to you this last week? What what stories can Peyton Jones share? Well, other than scaring those ladies out in front of Cease Candy, which I mentioned on Bible Inner Circle, um, I know there's been a lot that's happened. You I need to share that with it. the podcast listeners. They didn't hear it. I didn't, but you know, I'm kind of ashamed. Once it came out of my mouth, I was like, "Yeah, that was really stupid. I shouldn't have done that." I basically had my window down and was driving by these ladies loading up like a trunk load, like they had a pallet with boxes and boxes, and I just. You know, I got a pretty bad to the bone um, little handlebar mustache going. I don't know what you call it. Some guys call it a Fu Manchu. It's like a you know. You look text. like you look like Paul Senior from Orange County Choppers. Yeah, pretty much that. So I just looked out the window and said, "Man, if I were a bank robber, I'd skip the bank because there's a bank right next door." And I'm like, "I'd be loading that into my into my getaway truck right now." And they they looked really scared. And as I was, yeah, you know, I was turning like down the lane and I just made this, I thought a kind of funny casual remark out the window. And, uh, my wife's like, Jones, you scared the crap out of those ladies. And I was like, I, but it was a joke. Like they're loading chocolate. She goes, but you talked about robbing them. So I felt really stupid. It's kind of funny though. I mean, it doesn't take much to scare people these days. Well, I think it kind of depends too on uh, you know how how do you look? You, you look scary. Like you were the guy who like waved off the cop, and the cop assumed you were like DEA because <laughs> of how you dressed <laughs> and your so true. your authority. You're like, hey, dude, just go on. I got this. And they go, okay, okay. you must be <laughs> DEA. Turns around and leaves. <laughs> Gave him a wink and a nod. I got this. Oh, my gosh. That, to me, was one of the funnier stories. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind that even though it looked like a DEA jacket, it was black. It had the yellow writing. It actually said the Deftones on it. So, you know, <laughs> go figure. Double agent. Oh, man. I so- mean, other than that, man, I've just... I've been like finding, buying, here's my, here's my cycle around this time of year. I've been buying, losing, and then finding everyone's Christmas gifts again. That's, that's how the dance is done in my house. I, don't I buy your present. That. I lose your present. I find it again. Yeah. I'm, I'm contemplating today, Pete, going down to Barnes and Noble and you know how they, do they have they, those anymore? I, I think like, I just want to take like all my bags and Andrew says, you can't do that. I'm like, watch me. I'm going to go down there and be like, I'm going to be rolling off my $20 bills. You know, I'm just like whoosh, slapping them down 100, 200. And I can hear those fighter planes. You know, like Bono says, I'm just going to, you know, face red like the colors of a royal flesh. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to come in like the, like the colonial patriarchal system and I'm going to break whatever they got going there and interject myself in the middle and have them wrap all my presents. I will pay you anything. Wait, you know, so Barnes and Nobles wraps presents? You didn't know that? They're, okay, so they got this thing. It usually goes to a charity, and I figured, hey, I'm giving a charity. As like, I say, and, as I look over in my corner of all the boxes I need to wrap, tell me more. Well, so Enri says, no, it's only for things you buy at Barnes and Noble. And I'm like, well, what's the good of that? Like, this is for charity, man. Think of the children. You know, wrap all my presents. So will I'm they wrap all of them or just things that you buy at Barnes & Noble? I don't know, but Andrew says it's only things you buy at Barnes & Noble. So 
I'm I'm going to go and either prove her right or prove her right. Well, can you please text me and let me know because I need to know if I need to make a trip over to Barnes and Noble. What? Okay, we'll do. <laughs> but by the way, guys, like this is the tenacity that that church planners need. So you, you can't you can't just say, oh, those are the rules. Like you you got to break the rules. Like that that's how it works, man. That's what we're supposed to do. I don't know if you know that or not. Someone tell, oh, that can't be done. That's never been done before. You got to go do it. You got to try. I like it. I I really want to know. So you just got to tell me. I want to know. Hey, is Barry Waters, uh, is he in the U.S. right now? Uh, Apparently. He's coming to my house tomorrow, so I hope so. Yeah, because I saw some post on Facebook, and it said, you know, Huntington Beach. And I was like, what? What's he doing back here? I thought he was, like, (laughs) gone for good. I thought we kicked him out of the country. We tried. Mm. He he married a he married an American girl from one of our church plants. So yeah, but they're like moving to. Aren't they staying in Wales? They're not. Yeah, but here. she gets a free ticket in, you know. So he's attached to her like a barnacle. So what do you mean she he, gets a free ticket in? Well, like through her, like he can just come back and forth now because he he's married a Yank. Are you serious? I thought he still had to like wait and all that stuff. No, he's through that. He's through the waiting period. He may not kiss his bride all the time. Wow. Does she, does she want him to, or is she like, you know, this was just to, to help you get into the States. I, you know, I, I seriously questioned her judgment. I thought she had, really- you know, we both thought she had a lot more smarts until she married Barry, that guy. Barry, Barry, Merry Christmas. I'm going to enjoy my time with you tomorrow, but you're not going to hear this podcast till after we spent time together. So, um, I love you, man. Merry Christmas. Oh my God. He likes it when we abuse him on the podcast. That's yeah. kind of the fun thing. That's that's what every kid who gets abused always says. Oh no, I, I don't care when they make fun of me. You know, well, I, I like you it. You got to understand about Welsh culture. It is like it is what everybody does. So, you know, picture a, a, a nation that's just steel workers and coal miners, and that's what you're looking at. So it it happens nonstop all the time. Uh, hey yeah. uh, hey Barry, I got so a new rifle you can try out. Let's go to the range. Oh, you got to let him know. Tell him to come I, over. Just to right the- now. I just told him. Right now. I just told him. New rifle, 300 blackout. Let's go to the range. But, wait a second. You remember what he did last time you took him? He turned around and pointed the gun at you. No. <laughs> that was here oh, at the house. That was we were in your garage. <laughs> that was here at the house. That was not he at the range. Around. I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. And he's like pointing it like right at us yeah he was like he went into the rambo mood hey let me put it on my hip and you know oh is that what he did yeah (laughs) Uh, well you know it's not really their fault over there in the uk because it's not like they have a lot of experience with firearms nope i was watching this video on youtube about airsoft i think i want to get into airsoft oh really yeah dude they they've got like you want to get into airsaw. Well, by the way, the church plant that um, when I wrote Church Zero, cha-ching, I was up in Oregon, and a guy named Dave Thompson, he's a new breeder, um, he actually uh, did a, um, a really rad church plant. But that that's what they do. Like, they do that all the time because they're out in the high desert in the woods. And, oh, my gosh, dude. Like, they have epic airsoft competitions. 
I would love to go do some airsoft. To, to me, that just sounds like fun. They're on their third church plant. They've had, uh, they, they planted one and all of a sudden, like another church approached him and said, Hey, you want our building? Plant a church out of it. So he called me up with kind of a cool problem. He's like, dude, I, we're just planning our second one. Like, I got to plan a third one. Like, so I just told him, Hey, give it time, man. Paul in Ephesus out of the hub. By the way, um, a big announcement. I, I guess you were asking me what my big announcement was, right? I wasn't asking. I wasn't fishing for it, but I did kind of wonder if you were going to bring it up. When you said, hey, what's been going on in your life? So Peyton Jones is pregnant. There, I let it out of the bag. <laughs> you stole my thunder. <laughs> Such a jerk, man. Hey, welcome to Church Planner Podcast. If you're new here, you're already tuned out. You're gone, so I don't even know why I'm saying this. But uh, Pete and I know we could probably have a podcast that would be a lot better bigger, but we choose to have smack talk. It's a conscious choice and uh, it's probably a poor choice, but this is a life choice we've made and darn it, we're sticking with it. Welcome to this podcast. This is Christmas edition. That doesn't mean anything, but uh, we're going to talk in a minute about church planning. You got to, you got to, you got to wade through the smack, the smack talk. You got to get through it. It's just, it's a rite of passage for all of our listeners. But what happened in big Peyton's house today? By the way, that was a, uh, Hold for me, please. What came? Did you get a gun? I I got parts to a gun. I hear you ripping open a package with such <laughs> vigor. I'm like, oh, he got a gun part. <laughs> I did. I did. I got some. I got some uh, some decoration to 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 put on my firearm. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, you were saying your announcement. Well, I was just thinking. You know, while I had that little reprieve, by the way, I wasn't talking, so I don't, I went and got some coffee while you answered the FedEx package. I could tell because I I came back and it was silent. You were okay. Well, so I want to write a song like a ripoff. The devil went down to Georgia, but I want it to be about a church planner. So I'm I'm leaving my current profession. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to go to Nashville, make my record. And uh I want the church planner at the end to go, I told you once, you son of a gun, I was the best at ever been. And then there'll be this like, you know, chicken in the back door, pecking out door. That would be so rad to have a church planner version of that. So if you're out there Brandon Brooks and you're listening, you know what you got to do. Some of our fans are nuts, dude. They'll send us funny stuff. Some of our fan are nuts. <laughs> That's so rad. <laughs> so, all right, Petey, here comes my big announcement. Do you, do you want to talk about your gun first? No, no. I already, I already told. I gave an invite to uh, to Barry already. Three hundred blackout. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. So, um, so it, it's kind of a big announcement. Um, I resign. From my full-time position with North American Mission Board. What? I did. So I'm going to contract. Wait, wait, wait. I'm going to go for it. Do you have any experience? No, sir. I have no experience, but I'm a big fan of money. I like it. I use it. I have a little. I keep it in a jar on top of my refrigerator. I'd like to put more in that jar. That's where you come in. (laughs) (laughs) So rad. What is that from? I don't know, but that's obviously Adam Sandler. I don't remember the movie. It's the best, dude. Yeah. 
as one of my hands down favorite quotes on this podcast. So here's the thing. Um, so I'll contract with them. We're currently doing uh, a heavy uh, revision on our training and that's my project. And, you know, I kind of, you know, uh, it's the green eggs and ham version of training. I train church planners, San Am. I will train them in the rain. I will train them on a train. That was kind of cool. Didn't expect that to happen. I will train them in a box with a fox. And, uh, you know, it's just what I like, you know. So um, I'm going to keep doing that with them. They have been very good to me and my family. There was no falling out. We'll just quelch all the rumor mill right now. Yes, I wanted to drink beer, darn it, but that's not why I quit. Um, I actually just, the travel was getting too much, but, um, but they've been great, man. And I, I'm excited to keep working, uh, with them going forward. And, uh, but it does also make me, um, very much a free agent. So I'm already starting to take contracts and discuss things with other people. And it's just been kind of cool, man. Solving God's timing. Um, when I got that job, it was when I felt the Lord saying, don't plant. And I couldn't figure that out, but my first week on the job, my wife got cancer, and um, all of a sudden, I had these benefits that I didn't have before as a church planner. And um, you know, God just really used the good people over at North American Mission Board to really take care of my family, and I will forever be grateful to them for that and bringing me in, embracing me. You know, they they weren't sure at first, like, do we trust this guy? Like, they recruited me, and I think they were. They were just kind of wondering, like, is this guy, is he just here for the paycheck? And I kept telling them, guys, I'm, I'm not just here for the paycheck. Like, I mean, the money's great. I have, I like it. I have a jar of it. I keep it over my refrigerator. <laughs> I'd like to put more money in that jar. You see, that's where you come in. I mean, definitely the money was great. Um, the benefits were insane. If I wanted toys, they came, you know, in the mail. I mean, they were, they were amazing. And I never abused that stuff. But, man, it, it was I learned as much as I think I, 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 I taught to them. So, um, it was, it was fantastic, but I'm a free agent now. So I'll go back to working, uh, primarily for the network that I founded years ago, which is a network called new breed church planning, by the way, end of the year giving coming up here. I'm just saying, if you want to, uh, help, uh, give back to maybe this podcast, um, you won't see any of that. That's okay. Pete's here for love of the game. But um, if you want to in any way give back. Well, why uh, should we it? change how we've been doing it this, <laughs> this long? I offered you to come in to New Breed and be my employee, but you didn't want that. No, but um, anyways, I'm teasing. I didn't offer that. <laughs> no, you did offer me a board position, and, and I took it for like 90 days. And I was like, oh, was you, you guys actually was have so meetings. Bad that he, oh, he basically no. accepted it, and then he quit. <laughs> right right after, but there was a reason that was helpful. So, <clears throat> but, um, <clears throat> anyways, you know, the, the cool thing is if you guys want to, um, help kind of, you know, uh, if you're looking at any of your giving something that's really going to promote mission and train church planners and you want to, it's only because of new breed that supplements, uh, me and everything I do. If I do a free venture behind it, somewhere is new breed that, you know, where people give and contribute so that I can keep offering, uh, training and things to planners, um, that support it. And, uh, so if you want to give back you can go to newbreednetwork.org, uh, forward slash give, or just go to newbreednetwork.org and check out the gift tab. It's pretty simple. 
but I'll be doing a lot more stuff with them, uh, relaunching some of my training, which had to be taken off uh, the market while I was training with them. And uh, I'm excited. Yeah, one of these days you'll actually learn how to do some good training. I mean, you know, you got all this training out there. But. <laughs> well, now that I know things, you know, on the other side of North American Mission Board, I could probably do some good training. You know, it's funny. I did learn, though. I did learn things that enhance. I mean, I worked with, you know, I work, I still work with um, Brad Briscoe on my contract. I got to work with Jeff Christofferson, Mac Lake. I mean, there were some, there were some star players. And unfortunately, Dahati Lewis I won't get to really work with him. I was super excited to work with him. He was he was my new boss as Jeff Christopherson went out. Dahati came in, and uh, guys like Sam Dula came on. He was one of the major Boulevard trainers, good friend of mine. Um, you know, lived in San Diego, so it was pretty cool. But yeah, I'm a little I'm a little sad. The, one of the saddest things is I lose my Nam card. I used to tell people, "You go out with me, it's on it's on me." If we're gonna talk church planning and. Uh, you're interested in North America and I could, I could treat NAM church planners. I could, I can't do that anymore. Now I'm like, Hey, uh, let's get coffee. Let's go Dutch. <laughs> in fact, uh, in fact, I, I still have my coffee from this morning. Mind if I bring this? Uh, you, you just get something for yourself. I got it. I got it. In my travel mug here. I might, might just top up with some cream here. It's <laughs> awesome. Do you guys have hot water? <laughs> my tea bag's still good. <laughs> dude I, I remember this one movie this guy walks in and he's he's talking to the waitress and he goes uh i like a glass of water some lemons and some sugar packets and she goes do you want lemonade he goes no i want some free water some free lemon and some free sugar packets <laughs> that's so good dude <laughs> i literally want to put that in a blog the church planner's guide to getting what you need for your church plant i want to use that as an illustration and i am overwhelmed you want some lemonade no well the, the amazing thing right now is i'm having like multiple conversations with multiple people it's like god's timing is amazing and i'm just like man this is i'm going away to wales for a month just to to seek the lord like God, the possibilities right now seem endless to me. What am I actually going to do? What do you want me to do? And uh, what makes sense, you know, for me to do? So it's kind of cool. Yeah, it's a weird spot to be in, huh? It is, man. It is. Well, let me just tell you, when the savings account gets depleted, all of a sudden you start <laughs> questioning your life choices. That's all I'm going to yeah, say. Yeah, no, I, I got you. But, brother, I mean, no sooner did... Nam turned around and said, hey, we want to work with you. Like like I said, they've been super good. Um, they took care of my family. And in this sense, you know, it was the travel just got to be too much for my family. And they turned around and said, hey, still work with us. We get that, um, which was super gracious. Like they didn't have to do that. So but then the other amount that I needed to live off of, um, just that that just dropped on me nice. the next week, which was insane. Nice. So. Yeah, it's weird, man. So I'm I'm not from a, a place of uh, not, I'm not coming from a place of poverty by any means. You know, I'm coming from a place of God. Literally, as I took that step of faith, literally provided everything I needed right around the corner. So that was pretty cool. I, cool. What is today's topic, by the way? We haven't even brought that up. Today's topic are the things that don't work 
in church planning. I think we should probably get into it because uh, I think uh, so. <laughs> we don't have long, do we? No. Let me let me go ahead and kick off Doc Brown. Great Scott! It's time for this week's topic. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. <laughs> and thanks for coughing right as we started that section. That's, Did you like that? That was awesome. That's rad. So, um, okay. So I want to talk a little bit about things that, um, that people tell you like what you need to do, um, to make your church grow. I don't know if you noticed this, but when I was in Britain, I don't know how bad it is in the States, but when I was in the UK, it seemed like the solution for everything to make everything better was to restructure and fold everything down. Right. And so you'd have the government be like, Hey, uh, we know everything hasn't been working right, so we're going to shut everything down and reboot it again, restructure everything, because we'll make it better, and it would make it ten times worse. Because now, like everyone shifted departments, and you know they had to redo all their phone systems and their processes for everything changed, and it would be like a few years of things not working, and they never seemed to catch up to where everything was working right after they did all this shuffling around, and then suddenly everything would kind of start up again and it would suck worse and of course you know what would happen they'd come around and go hey everybody we know everything's not working right so what we're going to do is we're going to restructure everything this and there would be this cycle and this would happen <coughs> excuse me i can't i can't stop coughing on you guys i'm sorry um but by the time i reach out for the mute button it's too late but you know their their solution would be hey we're going to restructure and so this cycle would continue every few years and i would say every three to five years and i after you know i was there 12 years so i saw this thing cycle through three or four times in all kinds of organizations and i just remember thinking that's never the answer you know that's never improve what you got like if something's fundamentally wrong sure change it but changing everything, like doing a full reboot of everything, it's it's not right, you know. Um, and we always have this this dream that we're going to reboot everything and make it right. And so one of the things that um, church planners do um, is they're always looking for that silver bullet, that thing that's going to grow their church. And you and I talked about this yesterday uh, on the Bible Inner Circle. Um, we talked about how in marketing. Um, even even your spirituality, um, there's no substitution for just doing the work. I mean, I don't know if you want to kind of set that up with um, the marketing convo we had. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, just do the work. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Mitchell. I, I don't know what do else better. you want me to say on that topic. Well, okay, so uh, the way we set it up yesterday was that you're playing with your gun part, aren't you? No, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Why would you say that? I, I just let Peyton talk so I can look at my precious. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that Facebook meme where the guy's like, every time I see uh, a friend has a newborn baby, I always write precious in the comments because no one knows that I'm using Gollum's voice in my head when I say precious. Hi, <laughs> precious. Yeah. So that's hilarious. So here's the thing. <laughs> now you know what I'm going to be writing, precious. So 
because <laughs> dude, you don't know what to write about that stuff. Right? Am I right? Like you see a picture of a baby, you're like, oh. <laughs> Precious. Your friend goes, dude, I had a baby, and you're like, oh, congrats. You get home, your wife goes, was it a boy or a girl? I don't know. <laughs> How much you weigh? Uh, I don't know. How old was it when it came out? I don't know. How old was it? What? What? Well, like, like, was it 38 weeks gestation, 40, 42 weeks gestation? Like, my wife asks all these questions. How long the labor last? I don't know. <laughs> it's like every time. But, hey, we're, we're, we're digressing. So, <clears throat> so things that don't work. Number one, adopting someone else's values and models. Um, right now, some of you guys, you, you know, I'm a huge fan of Tampa Underground. I love Tampa Underground. And guys, Tampa Underground is, it's the bomb. And Brian Sanders is the bomb. That dude is a stud. But what are you going to start finding coming out? Everybody's going to start copying Tampa Underground, right? Because it's a lot easier to take someone else's model, copy it, than to actually get on your face, get on your knees, and seek God for yourself. Now, Tampa Underground is onto this. They will not allow you to franchise their model. They will not. They'll say, hey, if we got some similar DNA, cool, great, but we want to interview and hear how you got there. And, um, you know, because they know that pastors want to avoid the struggle, that kind of struggle where you go into the cocoon and you emerge like a beautiful butterfly because you've, you've had that struggle, that on your face, you know, on your knees going, God, what do you, what do you want? What do you want from my church plant? And planners don't want that. We don't want the pain. We don't want the confusion. We don't want the agony. And I got to tell you guys something. When you're in a place and you're lost and you're blocked out, boxed in, and you don't have any clue where you're going, that's when you're at the mouth of the Red Sea in ministry. If we understand the scripture, we understand that when we're confused and we're a little bit losing our direction or God thwarts our fancy plans, that usually that's when God is like, hey, dummy, look at me. You know, listen to me. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to say something to you. And instead, we, we uh, uh, oh, another model, a shiny model. Let's go get that. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad that Tampa Underground has the mentality where they're like, no, man, we're not going to do that for you. Sorry, because they're a spirit-led movement. And, you know, for, for us, it's the same thing. Like with Dubree, it's the same thing. Our guys that come in, we're like, hey, no. I mean, you know, if, if we don't hear certain things, that, that they say, we're like, yeah, we're probably not the network for you. Um, simply because we don't want people to come and uh, just adopt somebody else's model. That's not going to do anybody any good. So um, so that that's the first thing, adopting someone else's values. Now, I am going to say this. Uh, I train a lot of guys to come up with something called a vision frame, which is Will Mancini's Church Unique. And you can steal values from people if they're your values. In other words, they're values that you've intrinsically known, but you didn't know how to verbalize, right? Um, so I've had that happen. I've looked at guys' vision frame that I'm training, and I see there and I go, wow, that's, that's my value, but it's better put the way they're putting it. And I'll look at them and say, I want to steal that. I'm not, I'm not stealing their values. I'm stealing the wording 
of their values. You need to get before the Lord and see what makes you tick. What is God saying to you? Your values are how you're going to operate. It's the things that are super important to you. And if God gives you a calling, he's going to give you your values with it. Like, for example, when you um, look at the Apostle Paul, when he gets his calling on the Damascus Road, he gets his um, uh, he gets some of his values, like to open the eyes of the Gentiles. Right. That's why later he shakes the dust off his feet and says, from now on, I only go to the <laughs> the Gentiles. You alive there still? Just making sure. Uh, uh, water. Eat water. Get help. <laughs> Send a raven if you're watching Game of Thrones. By the way, I watch Game of Thrones. I need to seriously get a free subscription to Angel Vid because I'm going to be telling the world about this thing. I watch Game of Thrones now without any naked people in it whatsoever. And it's a really good show without naked people. <laughs> I didn't think there'd be any show left over. I started trying to watch the first episode once, just naked people. It was it was like porn, medieval porn. I was like, yeah, I can't do this. So um, anyways, I'm watching on Angel Vid, and I'm actually loving it. And by the way, I got to tell you someone's true identity. You don't find out till season seven, but no, just joking. I'm not Pete. He gave birth to himself. He gave birth to himself. Oh, my goodness. So, okay, so that's one. Another thing that doesn't work is adopting. uh, uh, So I talked about adopting people's vision and values. Adopting people's practices. There's nothing more ridiculous than coming into a small church and seeing them try to run two services. Now, if you're doing that, stop it, right? Um. I remember a um, good friend of mine, pastor, he was running two services and I remember asking him about it. I said, Hey, you should combine these two services into one, you know, then you'd have like a full room be kind of cool. You know, right now it looks real empty and sad. And he's like, no, no, no. Cause I read this book that once you, that the guy said mega church pastor, once, once you go down to one service, you never get it back up to two again. That's going backwards. I remember thinking, you're not going to go forwards until you go backwards. Like, that's fine. Go backwards. Like, dial down. Celebrate the community you have. And so what a lot of guys do is they will adopt the um, practices of a, a different form or different type of church thinking, well, the church growth people said, yeah, you know, they're in a totally different camp. That ain't going to work for you. Right? So don't even try. Don't even bother. And then Pete interject anytime because you know I'm 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 in rant mode so go for it rant away beast mode activated third thing that people do that doesn't seem to grow the church the mistake that you make as a church planner is that you um, just went out of my head gosh dang it this doesn't happen see I interrupted myself and see what happened. Interrupted my flow. You better say something clever, Pete. Uh, hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. Hello, my <laughs> ragtime gal. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was amazing. <laughs> You'll be great. You'll be grand. It was like Ethel Merman. Come on. Ethel Merman, come on here. That was Don't fantastic. you remember the, uh, the frog? Yes. That's, the Warner Brothers frog with the top hat and the tux. Yes. yes. Oh I, my gosh, dude! I that's what I thought you were doing. That's hilarious. Yeah, that's the one that always goes through my head. I tried <laughs> to explain that to my kids; they didn't get it. 
Oh my gosh, that is so stinking funny. So it was funny because I was speaking with some bank execs yesterday, and um, I kept dropping all this pop culture in the cut, and I knew they were, it was just going right over their heads. They're like, I don't know what the, <laughs> I don't know what this said, but they were super cool, like coolest bank execs I ever met. But um, but I, <laughs> I remember at one point going. Dial it down a, a, a bit there, Jones. You know, maybe you said that to yourself. That's awesome. Yeah, I was like, maybe stop talking about the Matrix so much right now. But uh, <clears throat> whoa, I know Kung Fu. So the 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 Show third, me. what's that? Show me. Uh, we we so need that soundbite. By the way, did you see the? Uh, because I can't remember my third point. It's it was my best point too. I started It'll watching that. Come- uh, uh, 47 Ronin last night. Just going to throw that out there. That's a good movie. I love that movie. Yeah. I watched one called the, the sword of the immortal or the blade of the immortal on the plane. And it was like this four hour long Japanese revenge film about this samurai who can't die. It was kind of cool. But, uh, anyways, so, um, what now, now I lost my joke. I was going to tell you a rad joke. But okay, back to the point. Um, this is terrible. This is terrible. This never happens to me. <laughs> uh, apparently, it does, and it happens today. It does on the Christmas episode. Merry Christmas, everybody. So the third point, what doesn't work to grow your church. Okay, here we go. This is what it is. So um, a few years ago, I had said to everybody that, look, we're we're going to experience a desire of people, you know, it used to be like people are like, oh, seeker sensitive and, you know, we're, we're appealing to people first time that they would go to mega church. And I think those days are, are pretty much done. I think that, um, people and families and people that are outside the church, the unchurch are largely going to be focused on places closer to their house. And there's a reason for that. If you're a community church, a small church in the neighborhood, um, you know, and you've got to sign out there. I believe that people will check you out simply because you're close by, because what people are hungering for right now, more than anything else is community, right? The shows like this is us. That's a community that, that show speaks to community. Um, and we've got a, in the eighties, it was the biggest and the best. It was people going, Whoa, you know, they're playing modern music. We're done with that now. Like people aren't turned on by, they're not impressed by the big laser light show anymore. They don't want the performance. People, if you ask them, why would you go to church? Often people will say, well, for my kids, you know, I, I want to, for my kids to, you know, um, know right and wrong. So they'll, they'll go seek out the community church. Well, the problem with the community church when they go there is the community church rather than kind of intuiting why people would possibly come to your crappy little building in a crappy little neighborhood isn't because they're looking for the biggest and best, right? No, no offense if you're the crappy little church. I'm saying they're not looking for bigger, biggest and best. If you're a community church, a little thing that's like 100 people or less or 200 people or less, you're in the 88% of the rest of churches in America. And even, even possibly 92%. There's a ranger, according to Stetzer, between 88 and 92% that most of those churches are 200 or less. But the problem is, is that 
little churches think the way to become big churches is to act like big churches. And so therefore they, they do all the, Oh, we're going to get the, the, I, I don't know if you guys feel this, but I think it's absolutely ridiculous to walk into a school auditorium and see a big set stage behind and all these laser lights and pyrotechnics. And, um, you know, we got the blue and the purple and the, it's just a little church trying to act like a big church. You know, they had a saying in, uh, in, in Wales for like the older ladies, like you see in Orange County, California, where they're trying to look like they're 20, but they're 60 and they call that mutton dressed as lamb. Right. And I would, I would say it's lamb dressed as mutton for a church. It's trying, it's not acting its age, right? If you're a small church and people are at your small church, guess what? They're not there because they want it to be a big church. If they are, they're not going to last with you long anyway. So don't even cater to those people. What they're there for is community. Your small church is offering them something they can't get anywhere else. And if that's the case, then why would you even try to be a big church? Why would you act like a big church? So what I tell people is, look, stop all that. Stop running a show. Because if you've got a couple coming in off the street, they're there because they want community. They want a place where their kids are going to grow up knowing other kids, where they're going to be able to have people over for dinner and coffee and get to know and form and forge relationships. They want a place where the same parents that are at their school are worshiping together at the church. Like they're looking for a community. They want to go to the Starbucks and, and know people. I live in a beach community and the community is awesome. You walk around, <coughs> people know each other. People wave at each other. In Southern California, it's like insane. Of course, it's San Diego, which is the best county in Southern California. I mean, people are ratter there than anywhere else. But in my beach community, people in the shops, they talk to each other. They know each other. It's like a little mini Mayberry. And so as I get ready to plant there, guess what I'm going to be planting on? Community. In fact, in beach communities, there's a locals only mentality. If you ever saw the Lords of Dogtown. So when I plant, I have to harness that local mentality. I can't go in there and just think, no, you know, like I'm, I'm new and hey, everybody, this is new and this is the new thing. That doesn't work in a beach community. Because a beach community is like, hey, we've been here for generations. We inherited our houses from our families. Hey, see that? Mexican-owned shop down the road that makes the killer breakfast burritos. Yeah, that's a mom-and-pop grocery. And all you walk in and on the wall is the picture of the family that started it back in the 40s, right? That's that's my community. So I've lived there eight years, and I'm just getting to the point where eight years in, I'm part of the community now. People recognize me. Of course, I'm ugly, and I got you know I looked like a guy on choppers. I mean, I'm one of the only guys that looks like me in my community, but people are getting to know me, and people are getting to know me as a fixture in the community. So I would say, guys, bank on community as a church plant. Don't be a little church trying to be a big church. It looks ridiculous. Act your age. Bank on what you got. The gift you got is community and relationships. And make sure when people come in off the street, they're just being loved on. I, I hate that term, loved on. But they're being loved. They're being treated as if they're important. Two, three people. I was hanging with Ralph Moore this week. And Ralph Moore was like, Man, like four or five people, he's been having a hard time. He'll he'll sit in a church and he'll try it out for two months. That's his commitment. And then he said, I went to this one church and he's like, they were like chasing me into the parking lot. Just nice people trying to get to know me, not even knowing who I was. And uh, guys, that's the kind of thing that uh, people of the future are going <laughs> to, people of the future um, are going to bank on. So those are three things that you need to not do as a church plan. There are three things that don't work. Cool. I dig it, man. 
I do. Hey, Kate, when you're busy not doing those three things that don't work for your church plant, yes. what do you do for all of your, like, because, you know, we're coming up on, like, end-of-the-year tax receipts, and, you know, you got to send those out, guys, if you haven't. But, you know, Simplified Church will do it for you, and uh, they may, I think they charge you, like, a buck uh, for each person that goes to your church. They, they prepare all that crap for you. It's amazing. It's part of the service, but they only charge you the buck for postage. Um, SimplifiedChurch.com. Pete, you don't get to say anything. SimplifiedChurch.com. Go check them out. Tell them Peyton and Pete sent you. Uh, yeah. SimplifiedChurch.com. I know you got to go. I do. I do. Well, guys, this has been Peyton Jones and Pete Mitchell. Pete wants to wish you a Merry Christmas. Go ahead, Pete. I'm sorry, Mr. Paul Mitchell. I've dialed the wrong number. I'm trying to reach a granddaughter. Bye-bye. <laughs> The best part, our recent reviewer on the podcast said, by the way, if you want to leave us a review, go ahead and leave us a five star and uh, be sure to mention grandma on there. Guys, have a Merry Christmas. It's been Peyton and Pete reminding you, if you want to reach the ones nobody's reaching, got to go where nobody's going and do what no one's doing. Show me the money! Thanks for joining us for another weekly episode of the Church Planner Podcast with Pete Mitchell and Peyton Jones. We'd love to hear your comments on this episode of the Church Planner Podcast. Visit us online and let us know what you thought at churchplannerpodcast.com. If you subscribe to us via iTunes and have enjoyed the podcast, leave us a positive review. The more positive reviews we receive in iTunes, the more iTunes will promote us to other church planners who would benefit from this show. This podcast is brought to you by the Church Planner Magazine, which is available in the iTunes newsstand or online via churchplannermagazine.com. Church Planner Magazine.